Thank you all um, so much, worship team. That was good. Um, Dropped a mark. Hey, how are y'all doing? Everybody doing good? Good. Good. You know what? Oh, yikes. Um, uh, I love that. Um, One of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight is this incredible act of grace. Um, And we sang that kind of in the last song. And so I'm excited to get into this uh, tonight and really study this. High school, we're glad that you are back with us. Did y'all, last week, if you were here, uh, we had middle school in this room for the teaching time. In high school, y'all got to go to small groups longer because I know that you desire that. So how was it? Was it, do you just want to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Okay, I see a couple thumbs up. To what? To what? We'll see. I, I talked to your leaders, and they said 30 minutes is all that they can, like, that's it. That's all. I'm just kidding. I didn't talk to them. But that's probably true. They'd probably say that. Let me see if I can find one of them uh, back here. Yeah, okay. Actually, one of their wives is nodding their head. Okay, um, so she knows. So um, here we go. Let's dig into it. Y'all ready? Wow. Are y'all ready? Do y'all know what we have been studying and what we are continuing to study? You do not. Okay, thank you. Way to go. You read it again. Um, Good job. That's a good job. Hey, so the last um, three weeks, we're in week four. We've been studying the I am statements of Jesus. Incredibly crucial. We're asking this question of what does he mean when he says these things? Because if he is calling himself these things, we should probably listen, right? Because he is telling us something about himself, which in turn will tell us something about ourself, okay? So we are, um, we're kind of going through each one of these statements, studying it a, a week at a time, and trying to understand um, what are the things that he is speaking to us um, in this. Tonight we are talking about, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door of the sheep. For the sheep. So this is kind of an interesting one, okay? This is an interesting one. Um, my guess is this is probably the least known I am statement. If I asked you to tell me the I am statements of Jesus, this is likely the one that would get left out, okay? This is likely the one that would get left out. Um, so, um, so I'm excited to really to talk about this and dig into this um, tonight. Hey, I want to share with you two things uh, um, Real quick, so a lot of times in movies, all right, who likes movies? Okay, great. A lot of times in movies, you'll have some kind of gate or fence or fortress. These are like my kind of movies, right? The, the kind of movies I like are the ones with the stronghold, fortress, gate, like there's somebody trying to hold down this, this fortress and you can't get in, right? Um, my wife likes the movies with like the white picket fence and stuff like that. That's not really what we're talking about. We are talking about gate Fortress, and so two movies that, that kind of came to mind when I was thinking about this, a movie with a fortress or a gate or something like that. Um, the first one that I thought of was this movie, uh, and I'm not recommending this because this movie freaked me out a little bit. Does anybody know what, what, uh, what this is from on the left? What did you say? This is I Am Legend, okay? I don't know if y'all have ever seen that. Do not, okay? Nightmares for days. Nightmares for days, Okay. Let me just, just real quick, real quick. This is like a disease hits New York City and it takes over and this disease turns them into these creepy 
like creatures in the night. And then there's Will Smith, and he's like, thinks he's the only one left on earth. And he's like hunkered down in a house, and, but he goes out sometimes, and there's nobody else left on earth. And then he finds these people. And finally, end of the movie, Will Smith finds the cure. I'm ruining the movie for you totally, but you probably won't see it. But Will Smith um, finds the cure, and he helps out the, this, uh, these two right here, and they make it to this fortress that is like a lockdown gate, and the end of the, the final scene is these gates swinging open, and you see, and they have the cure, and so I don't know what happens after that. So that's one. The second one, so in this one, um, you kind of understand like what they're doing. This is like the safe haven fence gate. And in this one, has anybody seen the original Jurassic Park? Now, listen, if you want to see some graphics that are just unbelievable, like you watch that movie right there, and then you watch the final Jurassic Park, and you can realize that technologically we have come a long way. So um, Jurassic Park, so if you know this, this is like the entrance. This is like one of the first scenes where they get in the car and they drive through this huge gate and it's like, whoa, Jurassic Park, I wonder what, is, what could be in there. I can't wait to see what is in there. So here's one thing that I know when you look at movies like this. I also thought another, of another one earlier. It's like Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. You know, remember that? You have like this and this fortress and this gate and and uh, the bad guys are trying to get in or whatever. I actually haven't seen it, so don't hurt me. Um, here's one thing I know. Here's one thing I know. And this is, this is what we're going to do right here. So, um, so when, we, when you think about a gate, a fence, uh, something like that, Jesus says, I am the gate, the door for the sheep, the gate for the sheep. Um, when you think about this, what is the importance of a gate, a fence? What is the importance What's the purpose, okay? You what? Okay, so Cameron's going to go to keep things in, okay? Good. What else? What do you think? Okay, so we're also going to keep things out maybe, okay? Keep the scary monster. Oh, I just said keep things in that first one. Keep things in, out, good. What else? What do you think, Lily? Whoa, whoa. To, to mark what's yours. Okay, so somebody comes up, all right, so um, maybe property, okay? So people know, people know like, hey, don't mess with this, what is in here belongs to me, right? It's like, don't jump over my backyard fence, right, Zach? Don't jump over my backyard fence, this belongs to me. What you got? What? They look cool. That's true. I'll hold off on that, though. There's limited space, and look cool wasn't on my list. But what you got, William? Make sure your dog doesn't get out when you let him. Okay. Well, yeah, that's keep things in. We'll say keep things in, like your dog. What you got? Okay, protects. Good. Protection. My kids are out there. Don't. Yeah, okay. What you think? What's that? To regulate, like to keep control. Good? All right, cool. We're going to stop there. If you have your hand up, I'm sorry. I know your answer was awesome, uh, but we're going to stop there. All right, so good. Let's talk about some of the gates make a huge difference. We are keeping things in. We're keeping things out. Uh, it, you're protecting property, protection, and keep control of whatever it is that's in there. So where would you see a gate? Like for us right now, okay? 
for us right now, where would you see a gate? Yeah, your backyard, you have a gate. What is in that backyard that is so special that you are, are you keeping out, keeping things out? You're keeping dogs in. Okay, it's good. What do you think? Just one, I don't know. Okay, okay, maybe you see the, talk about the gateway to heaven, okay? All right, Connor, what do you think? A baseball park? They have gates at a baseball park? Oh, the home run fence? Home run fence? Okay. Okay. Okay, the dugouts, the gates for the dugouts, okay? Okay, all right, what do you think? The field in the back of your school, keep out rival schools. Okay, good. What do you think? Yeah. Like a mayor's house, like somebody of high importance. Maybe, maybe a gate at the beginning of the subdivision. I don't know if y'all live in one of those. We do not, okay? Uh, our house is not as important uh, to need a gate. So, um, all right, that's good. So you've got gates. Listen, this is like... We can, we can understand this, okay? We can understand this, the gate or the door for the sheep. We can, we can get a picture of this. We see gates everywhere. There's gates at stadiums, right? Maybe that's what you're talking about, Connor, with baseball games. There's gates at stadiums. There's gated communities. There's gates at airports. There's gates on farms and things like that, okay? So we can, we can understand what is going on here, all right? We see gates all around us, and a lot of times they're for a lot of different reasons, right? A gate is for a lot of different reasons. For, uh, for a, a baseball field or something like that, it is for people to come in if you have a ticket, if you have access and you have paid your way, so we know about this. You recognize the importance of a gate when you understand the danger outside or when you value what is inside the gate. Think about that. Think about that. You understand you understand the importance of a gate when you understand what is outside, right? Like when you think about something that is outside the gate, like an I am legend, when you're thinking about those kind of creepy things that are outside, you go, I am so thankful for this fence and for the gate that somebody allowed me to have access to come into here. Or when you value what is inside the gate, such as your dog. You value them so much, you don't want them to run away, so I'm going to build this fence around to keep them in, in my protection, so I can keep them secure. We recognize that. Here's something I think is interesting before we get into the scripture. It's interesting that when we're outside of the fence, when we think about Jesus saying, I am the gate of the sheep, the gate for the sheep, it's interesting to me that when we are outside of the fence, when we are outside of, uh, of, of uh, his will and, and the things that he calls us to, when we are outside of that, uh, we, long, we so long to be inside. But when we are inside, a lot, uh, oftentimes, if, our relation, if we're in our relationship with Christ, we dream of the things on the outside. Have you ever thought about that? When we are secure in him, sometimes our mind tends to wander and we go, I wonder what things out there are like. I wonder what those things are like, but sometimes when we're on the outside, we long to be in there with him. It's safe to say, when we think about a gate or a fence, it's safe to say that life is very different on one side versus the other. That's kind of the reason for a fence, right? So this is going to be very interesting when G what Jesus says here. So we're going to read uh, John 10, 1 through 10. So I'm actually, will somebody, Sophie Kate, will you read uh, the first couple for me? Just, you're going to have to read it loud. 
Will you read it aloud? Okay, good. I'm going to stop you there, and then I'll have somebody else read. So, is that good? Okay. So, here's what this first part um, is talking about. He's talking about, um, tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold. He is talking about those who are teaching uh, a, a different kind of gospel, those who are believing in something else or trying to lead someone astray other than to the person of Jesus. And so, um, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced this. We experienced this a couple Sundays ago. We were um, at my house. We had senior moments uh, going on at my house. We had the seniors over, and we're sitting there. It's kind of the beginning, and seniors are kind of coming in, and we actually have a gate. Like, we have a gate, and we left it open specifically for the reason so when people would park there, they would come in through the gate and meet us in the back. And Nobody who wasn't a part of Senior Moments came through the gate. Everybody came through the gate who was a part of Senior Moments. But all of a sudden, we're sitting there, we're having a conversation. There's probably 10 of us or something like that on the back patio. And all of a sudden, this shadowy figure, uh, we hear kind of like a, a, the fence kind of shake a little bit. And then we see a shadowy figure uh, coming towards us. And when people came through the gate... Everybody was like, oh, hey, it's Blake, or, or whatever. Hey, it's good to see you. You know, welcome. And, but, but then the shadowy figure, we were like, hey, what, what's happening? What, like, what's going on right now? And, and it kind of startled a couple people at first. And, of course, then when the light hit him, it was Zach Daly, because he lives, like, right behind us, and he just jumped the fence. He didn't think about walking around the neighborhood. He just jumped the fence, but he failed to tell us that he was jumping the fence and coming towards us. But in that moment, we are we going, and most of us probably had the thought, this, I don't know that this guy's a part of senior moments. Like, I don't know that he should be in here. Do I call the cops? Do I grab my taser? Or I don't know. You know, that's right. I have one. Just don't worry about it. Okay. Um, so uh, so this, is what, this is what he's saying here. The ones, who, the ones who are allowed access will open the gate, and anybody else is this thief and robber. We'll get to that in a little bit. So um, somebody read for me 6 through 10. 6 through 10. All right, Eli, why don't you read it? I read it loud. Did you hear that? My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. A rich and satisfying life. We'll talk, to that, talk about that in a little bit. But Jesus says, I am the gate for the sheep. So basically over the next two weeks, we're starting kind of a two-week uh, series in the middle of this I am series because Jesus says two of these I am, I am statements pretty consecutively. He says, I'm the gate for the sheep. And then a couple of passages later, he says, I am the good shepherd, which a lot of y'all are probably very familiar with. But in this, I think he tells us something. When he says, I am the gate, I think he's saying, hey, here's what I am offering. Here's what I am. Here's the possibility of what you could have and be a part of. And then when he says, I am the 
good shepherd, he's speaking probably a lot more to, here is my character. Here is my character. And we talk about Jesus is the good shepherd a lot, right? Everybody heard that? Jesus is the good shepherd. I think we enjoy talking about that because we like to think about his provision and his protection and how the shepherd is leading us and giving us and providing us with everything that we need. I think we really enjoy talking about that, but I think the gate for the sheep isn't as popular. I think a lot of times because we, maybe as a culture, don't like to think about the fact that there is only one way into this family. There is only one way into the sheepfold. This this isn't as popular of an idea that Christ through himself offers us one way. So I want to talk to um, us tonight. I I want us to talk about what he is claiming, what he is claiming when he says, I'm the gate for the sheep, and what he's not claiming. And y'all are going to talk about this a lot in groups. So leaders, if you want to like click a picture or whatever of these five things so you can, uh, or six things so you can kind of walk through them, awesome. I'm going to go through these things pretty quick. Here's what he is, let's start with what he's not claiming. This is what he's not claiming. When he says, I am the gate for the sheep, I think a lot of times we can get confused and go, oh wow, he's offering me this, but I don't think that, I think there's some things that we maybe think, but he is not. Okay, so this is what he is not claiming here. He is not claiming that one day you will have access to the sheepfold, okay? Everybody, y'all hearing that? He is, not, he is not claiming that one day you will have access to the sheepfold. So when he says, I'm the gate for the sheep and offers us access in, he's not saying that one day you will be in heaven. Like one day, one day you will be in my presence. No, 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 he's going, he's going way beyond this. It's not an invitation to enter heaven when you die. This is an invitation today for the gatekeeper to open wide access to be a part of his presence. So don't just think, when he says, I am the gate for the sheep, well, one day I'll be a part of that. No, for, for those who are in the family of God, that's right now. So he is not claiming that. He's not claiming that you will be protected while you are here on earth. A lot of times when we think of a shepherd or a sheep pen, we think, oh, wow, he's going to open the gates for me, and nothing bad is ever going to happen to me, and that's going to be amazing. Yes, I want that. He is not offering protection. We heard the passage of Scripture that we read before, that yes, there are people that come over and try and, uh, whatever you want to call it, ruffle up with with the, the sheepfold or mess things up. So we understand he's not claiming that you will be completely protected while you are here on earth. He tells us that there are people who are going to try and Um, mess things up and and pull you away and and bring you out. So um, those are two things that he is not claiming. Let me give you four things, and this is all from verse 9. Again, we'll go through these pretty quick. This is what he is claiming. When Jesus says, I am the gate for the sheep, these are the four things that he's claiming, and I think that these are beautiful. So let's let's walk through these. In verse 9, let me read that for us. It says, yes, I am the gate. So, So catch these. Those who come in through me will be saved, okay? So, so back then, you had kind of this, um, you had the sheep pen, it was, it was made of rocks, and, um, and all around it were, were green pastures, green pastures where the sheep could um, just kind of go and, and eat and, and just hang out, I guess, do, do sheep stuff. And, and so you have this, this rock fence around, and you have one part, one section um, that is open. And it could be a gate there that was, that was built, but a lot of times the shepherd would sit right in front of this opening as so as to be essentially the gate, uh, the, the protection for anybody to get in. The shepherd knew who was allowed in. 
The shepherd knew who was allowed out. Okay, the shepherd, I love that, the, love that it says the sheep know my voice and they follow me. It's a, it's a big thing. So the first one is this. In verse 9, he says, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. And then he says, they will come and they will go freely and they will find good pastures. Okay, four things. This is what he's claiming. He's claiming that you will receive salvation, salvation through Jesus alone, okay? Now, I don't want to go too much into this because when we talk about Jesus says, I am the way, we're going to talk a little bit more about that idea of salvation. Acts 4.12 says this. Did I get that? Did I put that? Okay, good. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which he must be saved. It is Jesus Christ alone, Acts 4. 12. I love what Charles Spurgeon says here. He says, Jesus is the only door, an open door, a wide door, a safe door, and blessed is he who rests all his hope of admission to glory upon the crucified Redeemer. So he offers us salvation. I am the gate. Um, where did that go? There it is. Yep. Um, those who come in through me will be saved. Then he says, those also, they also will come freely. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says this. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give is light. So Jesus offers us this opportunity to come to him freely. You have the opportunity Every Wednesday or every morning when you wake up, you have this incredible opportunity as a follower of Christ, as someone who is in his sheepfold, to come into the protection and the presence of the good shepherd. Not beautiful? Come freely into his presence. This is the invitation to enjoy the riches of his promises and the privilege of being a child. Now, I don't know if you, have y'all ever had a situation where you were kind of like, like you were on the inside like, like you were, like you kind of got special privileges because, I don't know, maybe, you're, maybe your mom or dad was somebody or owned something or something like that. I was trying to think of this for me, and I haven't had this a lot. But one of the ones that, like, one of the ones that came to my mind um, most particularly was when I worked at Chick-fil-A. Right? Any Chick-fil-A workers up in the house? Chick-fil-A. Y'all don't work at Chick-fil-A. No Chick-fil-A workers? I know we got one. Oh, there we go. We got one. Okay. Thomas, yeah. So, um, oh, Thomas gets a whole, Thomas gets too many special privileges, okay? He's very much a part of the family. But I remember I was 16, uh, 15, 16 years old when I was working at Chick-fil-A, okay? I thought I was really cool. You know, I had my black pants. I had those just terrible black shoes. Why, Thomas, why? Black shoes, uh, they're like opposite hospital shoes. They're like backwards hospital shoes. So um, black shoes, that's because if you get like all the chicken grease on them, it doesn't really show up. And then you got cool Chick-fil-A uh, shirts. And so, so I felt like um, I was kind of a part of this cool Chick-fil-A family. I don't know if it was a cool family. We were, it wasn't really cool. Um, but uh, one of the things was when I would walk into Chick-fil-A, I kid you not, I felt so incredible when I would pass everybody and there's, that, there's like a little gate to get, there's like a little door to get into the back, like to get on the inside of Chick-fil-A where y'all ain't allowed to go. And you would walk up and you just open that gate. And, and I don't know, I don't, I don't, this is not cool, but I would look back and just kind of be like, that's right. 
That's right, I'm behind the counter, you know. And then I'd walk back, and I'd steal a chicken strip or something like that, and then I'd, you know, go check and see if I had any money, and it was like $20. So, um, and so I just felt like I was on the inside. I felt um, like I had special privileges because I worked there. I felt like when I would, sometimes I would, me and my friends would go to Chick-fil-A, and I'd be like, hey, hold on one second. And then I'd walk behind the counter just to walk behind the counter and get myself Chick-fil-A sauce. You know, oh, they didn't have Chick-fil-A sauce back then. It was probably ranch. Okay, and so I just it, there's something special about it. And so when he says, hey, you have the opportunity, students, this is not just for adults, students, to come freely into the presence of Jesus, wow, there's incredible privilege in that, in being a part of the sheepfold. I hope that y'all will talk about that a little bit more in your groups. And then he says that you have the opportunity to go freely. This is one that we need to talk about what this means. Because a lot of times we think, oh, he's bringing me into the sheep pen, into the fence. That means that I will be protected from all of danger out there in the rest of the world. But we know from other passages of scripture, that is not what he's saying here. Mark 16, 15 says this. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. We know another passage of scripture that says, be in the world, but not of the world, which means that we are to go freely. Let me show you a picture here real quick. This is a picture of kind of like an old uh, sheepfold, um, and so you can kind of get a picture of this. When you think about a sheepfold, um, you know, they, they go out and they graze on the grass. When you, it, Emily, was there another smaller picture? Oh, yeah, there we go. Okay, so when you think about it, when you think about a, a sheep pen, okay, think about this. As these sheep are grazing and stomping all over this grass, there's only a limited amount that they can get inside of here before they need to be, they need to be allowed to graze uh, beyond the, the sheep pen, okay? And so he offers us this opportunity to go freely. I think this blessing is sometimes forgotten that we are called to go into the world and bear witness of our shepherd, that we are called to go freely into the world in the name of our shepherd who, um, who allows us to come freely and go freely, and we are allowed to go into the world and bear witness. This is a beautiful thing. This is a beautiful thing. And the last thing that he says this is that we, uh, he is claiming that we will go and find good pastures. So in the shepherd, we have all that we need. In him, we have all that we need is what he is claiming through this, through the coming in and the going out. I want to read this passage again. We kind of finished here, and we'll close here. I'll ask you one more question. It says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. And listen, listen to this. He says, my purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life. My purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life. Did everybody hear that? My purpose, Jesus, our shepherd, the gate for the sheep, his purpose is to give us rich and satisfying life. Let me ask this question. Do you believe that he alone offers rich and satisfying life? Do you believe that he can actually offer you rich and satisfying life? Which means, do you believe that in the shepherd you have and will hold 
and will receive everything that you could ever need here on this earth. This is a big, this is a big promise. And I think one that maybe we miss a lot of times or one, maybe, maybe one that we just don't believe. Maybe one that we just don't believe. That in him, he will provide rich, satisfying life. I want you to ask the question tonight. If there's one question that you ask and that you are completely honest about in your small groups tonight, ask this question. Do you believe that he alone offers rich and satisfying life? That in him, inside, because of him, because of what he promises, do you believe that he alone offers rich and satisfying life? Father, I pray... um, I pray that we would just, I pray that we would just chew on that one question. That's a, that's a question of understanding uh, and shaping our beliefs of who you are and who you, and the things that you promise us. And God, I wonder if, if maybe we believe that, that we believe that you offer us rich and satisfying life, but, but maybe our view of rich and satisfying looks like what we want and maybe not what you want. And so God, tonight, I, I just, I pray that we would honestly, openly in small groups and each person individually uh, would open up about the answer to this question, do we believe that you offer rich and satisfying life as the gate for the sheep? And God, I pray that maybe there would be that one person in small group that says, you know what? No, I, I don't believe that. I pray that that, I pray that, that that student would be so brave just to share that. And my guess is there would be others that feel the same way. So God, would you help us, would you help me, help me to believe that you offer rich and satisfying life beyond anything, beyond anything that I think that I need. So Father, thanks for this incredible promise um, the claims that you have put before us, the offering of a way in to your family. Thank you for that, Father. You didn't have to make a way at all, but, but in the most incredible act of grace, not in, the, not, in a, not in a harsh move to keep other people out or to keep people out, people who believe in something different, not in a harsh way to keep people out, but in the most amazing act of grace, you opened up, you opened up the gate for the sheep and you allow us to come in. So Father, thank you for making one way, one and only way, and help us to pursue that and that alone and believe that you offer rich and satisfying life. Father, thanks for who you are. Thanks for the opportunity just to open your word and study your word. That is an incredible privilege. Let's not take that for granted. For the opportunity to declare that you are our defender, that you have been victorious over the enemy, that you carry the head of the enemy. Thank you, Father, for your victory over sin and death. Thank you that you are our protector and our shepherd. God, we love you. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen.